is up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of the Dense Pixels Podcast. I'm your host, Brad, joined by my co-hosts, Micah. Hey. Carrie. What up? And Terrence. Up. Uh, let's get right into it. Micah, you've been playing the, by all accounts, according to social media, incredibly disappointing uh, <laughs> Resident Evil 3 remake. So tell us about that. Let me ask you a question because I've never played uh, Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy. All right, I've never played Resident Evil Three <laughs> back uh, in 1999. Mm-hmm. I was too busy playing Pokemon Snap and being a virgin. <laughs> um, did Resident Evil Three get this type of reception? No. Back then, no. It, it was it was not nearly as popular as Resident Evil Two was by any stretch of the imagination, but it was still what? a a a highly thought of game. Okay. Um, I'm not very far in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've only put like two hours in, so apparently I'm a third <laughs> halfway. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, um, yeah, what's the problem? I mean, is it because it's not Resident Evil 2? Is it because it's not? Is it I think part of it the, is that. Is it because the bloom is kind of off the rose? Like, we've seen what the RE engine can do for these old games, so... It isn't. I th- I think the game's also just not as good, quite frankly. Like, not that Resident Evil Three is a bad game, but it's it is not. It's not Resident two. Evil 2. It's not as good as two was. And it's not four yes. either, for that matter, because four comes. Well, four doesn't come directly after three in the, in the chronology of how they release them. But four is what is you know next in the series, and four is considered by four is considered one of the best games of all time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. so you not yeah you can't really fuck with that one. Yeah, your your three unfortunately has the the. It's the middle of, child. Yeah, it is. It's exactly the middle child. <laughs> the, like it's it's not the inaugural game in the series. It's not the fan favorite two, and it's not critical darling four. So how many uh, of you have played? How many of you have played zero? I've played the majority of um the the uh Resident Evil games. I think I did play zero. Wait, that was on GameCube, right? Yeah, it's on. Mm. It's I on thought it was on. Now. I thought it was on Dreamcast. Am I or am I conflating that with Code Veronica? Uh, that Veronica. might be cool. I think you're conflating. Uh, okay. Code Veronica was one of my favorites. So at the I'm, time, so Code this Veronica game is still considered really good. This game, I I don't understand the hate for it uh, outside of um, the uh, the runtime. Uh, you know, that's the biggest issue that I hear people talking about. It's it's like five hours long for yeah, a sixty dollar game. Short. I mean, it's, I can. I, the the best thing I can do, like, let me give you a little bit of history on me, and maybe that'll color. Maybe that will explain why <laughs> I don't think this game is that bad. I love Resident Evil Five. <laughs> I really, really like it. Resident Evil Five is fun, especially with the second Thank player. You. I think it's Resident sick. Evil Five is the one that I like. I played the most of. Like, I don't really play Resident Evil games because I'm a bitch and I don't like playing spooky games. But Five, I thought was a lot of fun. Exactly, uh-huh. and the and but purists don't like, especially coming after Four, the no. greatest game in the world. <laughs> they. It 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 is it is an action game with zombies in it, and that's what this one is. There's not there's it's it's an action game with zombies. It's yeah. not it's so not it's a, not a survival horror game in the true not, sense of not, the genre. Not as much as two, and 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 certainly not as much as four. Four was just 
Fool was some scary shit, right? So what you're telling me is that when I made the flippant offhand comparison between this and Die Hard 2, I was actually dead on the nose <laughs> accurate with comparing it to something. Die Hard 2 is not good. <laughs> Die Hard 2 is a perfectly fine movie. It's just not Die Hard or Die Hard with a Vengeance. That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not good, though. Like, Die Hard is one of the greatest movies of all time. Full stop. Like, re- like, like, res- <laughs> like Resident Evil 2. <laughs> uh, no, so, no. So yeah, this game is not bad. Uh, uh, you know, I don't it, think it's bad. Like I, I think it's five hours long, right? Like people are able to beat like the hardest difficulty in like five hours, which is like goddamn. And I, it took me twenty hours to beat the first to be Resident Evil Two. Um, and then they have that um, multiplayer game, which is probably yeah, going to be yeah, dead within yeah. a month. <laughs> what's, what's the point? Yeah, I think uh, what a lot of people seem to be... 60 bucks. Yeah, that's a, a lot of people seem to be saying it's like we paid $60 for a game and we're not necessarily getting $60 worth of content out of it. Um, it also, a lot of people seem to think that it was just sort of rushed. It's like you, you could have taken well, it, longer. I mean, like we didn't need was. this in April. Um, yeah, but Resident Evil 3 came out, what, a little over a year and a half from Resident Evil 2 back in 1998, That sounds right, yeah. And yeah, this one came out a little under a year and a half. Yeah, but you could, but it didn't, it didn't take two years to develop a AAA game back in 1998. Yeah, but like Resident Evil 3 and Resident Evil 2 are essentially the same damn game, right? Like oh, they're, yeah, they're, de- they're definitely running in the same engine full stop. Like, like that's yeah, like, 100% happening. So. In both eras, right? Like. Yeah. I I mean I I get it I get it you know I get the 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 thought process of people needing to conflate uh, a certain amount of runtime with a certain price point. But meanwhile, um, they're going to be meanwhile people can beat Resident Evil Two in like three hours. Right, like now. So there are, right. are trophies, <laughs> there are achievements for doing it. There are yeah. achievements for doing it. So I don't understand why people. Uh, are I mean I get it I get it I don't think it's that bad. Um, it's it's not scary. So if you're looking for scares, like, nah, this ain't it. Um, See, so, I can't handle being <laughs> chased by a monster. Yeah, but like, that I happened. That happened. Mean, too. Mr. Mr. X yeah, was... that's why I didn't play two either. <laughs> so so you're telling me that they made a better nemesis in the remake of Resident Evil Two than the actual yeah, nemesis did. in Re- Okay. <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah. Good, good job. Nemesis. This nemesis, he's like, you know, he's he's not he's not scary, and it just you feel like you can fight this thing, whereas Mister X just slowly stalking you, and he was very very creepy. I mean, this is but this is more of an action game. Than yeah, it was the same same originally. Like it was slightly more action in um, Resident Evil Three. Yeah, and I like, like she it. has a dodge fucking roll mechanic in this game <laughs> that slows down time. Right. <laughs> so like, come on, yo. how can you be mad if you knew that's what was going to be in this game? Like, look, it just didn't, it didn't touch, it didn't um grab me as much when I played the demo though. And I get it. I you know I one hundred percent get it. But if you if you if you have if you have the if you you can have the entire Resident Evil collection on your console right now from zero to seven. Hmm. And if you want, like I have every single one of them games. Like I, you know, I joke about how, Oh, I'm a bitch. I don't like these games. No, I like these games, man. 
and they're you know they're they're fun and and if you if you like five if you like fun then yeah i would pick it up now look if you don't want to pay 60 bucks for it i totally get it you could wait one month i guess it's gonna be on sale it's, it's gonna, gonna be half be off at least 40 dollars, and it's worth 40 dollars. so going from a, a poor money value of sixty dollars to arguably one of the best in terms of role playing <laughs> games. Uh, Carrie apparently a hundred hours in Persona Five wasn't enough that we're going to mm-hmm. start and do it all over again. For what Persona it's worth, I finished up. Vanilla Persona Five in sixty five hours because I read very quickly. That's still a very long time. It is a long time, but people tend to average like. 100 120 in that game i remember posting my finish time the first time i played through that game and people were like yo what the fuck what game did you play <laughs> but yeah uh persona 5 royal came out last week and i've been playing it i got the special edition um because that soundtrack fucking bops man um also the mask is cool uh, i put that with my other shit but yeah uh it's a good game um it like Vanilla Persona 5 is considered one of the best RPGs potentially ever made, um, particularly when it comes to the turn-based typical JRPG style. And somehow they like they made it better, because uh, Persona 5 Royal is indeed better than Persona 5. Uh, it's, it's not just the fact that it's like, okay, cool, they added a new party member who will get much later in the game, I assume. New confidants... Um, they added a 15-hour something long epilogue after that, which opens up new potential endings to the game. Um, but like the little sort of quality of life tweaks that they did, like um, the big thing is if you go into the metaverse and like do dungeon stuff and you go back home, you're not forced to go to sleep immediately. You can now actually spend your evening doing something else. Um, you're limited to being at home but you can still like read a book and like get your social skills up and stuff like that so uh that's really cool um the little tweaks to the dungeons that they've made are cool uh every boss has been remixed in some fashion which has been like i'm i i didn't spoil myself to stuff that happens in royal going in so a lot of these changes i'm discovering for the first time which is exciting um yeah if you liked persona 5 and you're like i want to spend more time with the phantom thieves like persona 5 royal is definitely worth sinking your teeth into and this game if you didn't play persona 5 but you like rpgs you should play persona 5 royal now you can't you can't just hop into the new content can you you have to like you literally have to start the game over again Correct, because it's like it's woven into the story from like the very beginning. You can't just like jump to the epilogue because apparently the epilogue accessing the epilogue depends on your rank with one of the new confidants. So if you if that character didn't exist in the vanilla game, so Mm -hmm. it's it's starting over, which is fine um, if you have existing persona 5 save data um you get some items and whatnot to use in game which makes the initial grind a little bit easier Mm -hmm. in any case so that's that's the one reason i like that game but i never finished it Mm -hmm. uh and then it's worth starting over god damn it yeah sorry (laughs) (laughs) yo god damn all right god (laughs) 
So, yeah, um, I've been balancing my time between Persona 5 Royal, Monster Hunter, and Animal Crossing New Horizons. So, because what the fuck else am I going to do with my life? Enjoying a functional free market economy, unlike Mm -hmm. uh, what we're currently dealing with right now. So, (laughs) fantastic. Yeah. So, uh, Animal Crossing is a lot of fun. Um, It's been fun to socialize with my friends through Animal Crossing trade items and whatnot so so for um for new releases we're gonna say final fantasy to the end of this because i want to talk about it a little bit um we'll start playstation plus uh your free games this month for ps4 are going to be uncharted 4 and dirt rally which i think means that sony has given away the entire uncharted collection for free at this point that sounds right as long as you've been uh keeping up with your playstation plus downloads um so that's there for you uh, new games coming out this month. You have Disaster Report 4, or this week rather, Disaster Report 4 Summer Memories, uh, Below, which is coming to PS4. And uh, there's a new update for No Man's Sky, where now they have mechs in yeah, the game. It just came out today. Yeah. So it, they, it was leaked yesterday, mm-hmm. and they just updated it today. And yeah, you can get a mech. I don't yeah. have it yet. They They're, look cool. I tried loading up No Man's Sky like a couple weeks ago because I was like, well, Earth fucking sucks right now, so I might as well go to space. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's like, I'm so lost on all this new content. Like, I feel like I have to start over. Completely. That's that's yeah, what I'm going to do eventually will. as well. Yeah. So and so I look forward to hearing Terrence tell us about the mechs in No Man's Sky next week because uh, I'm sure you're going to jump back in. You usually do when they drop. Yeah, I want to get, yeah, so. get my back and I hope you can like customize the color and shit. I'm sure you can. Can you do that on your but, other uh, vehicles in the game? Not yet. Okay. So maybe not. Which is kind of whack. Yeah. But, uh, you know. <clears throat> so, no, you can oh, do them on says, the, ter- the, the, uh, the terrain vehicles, not okay. the ships. It yeah. says, um, the, the article says it has its own set of upgrades as well as decals and other cosmetic customization options. Probably. I guess it'll be like your actual exosuit. Uh, so that's kind of dope. I don't know. I'll, I'll know. I want to have to. I'm just gonna have to start over, which sucks because I have like a really cool freighter and I've got all this cool shit, but I, like I got to start over because what the fuck. So Final Fantasy VII remake is being touted by many as one of the best games of this console generation. Huh. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. It doesn't deserve that. Like that's what that's what that's what the people on 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 the interwebs that have reviewed the game are saying. Like like I heard people comparing it like competitively against like Breath of the Wild in terms of the quality of the gameplay and hmm. and how it's presented and everything in the game. So I am now probably buying this game against my my better judgment. Um, I want to wait for a sale. That seems like, like that not. seems like the prudent thing to do. And yet, it's it's not like I don't have a JRPG to play right now. That's right? true. Like that's true. Um, I just find it incredible though that a remake of a twenty three year old game, of a remake of the first disc of a twenty year old game, not even the first, first disc. disc. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah. four or five hours of like <laughs> the first disc. You you made it to the open world, right? This is you, just you, the you, you made portion. it. You made it to areas beyond the like. You made it to other yeah. continents in the first disc of Final Fantasy VII. So yeah, this is yeah, just but they Midgar. somehow stretched this out to like thirty hours longer than that. Apparently, if you believe crazy. It. So, um, I'm probably gonna buy this now though. So I'm 
like I said, I as as much as I was poo pooing this game six months ago, um, I I need to what I, what I should do, like a person with one single functioning brain cell, is download the demo and see what I think about the demo. Demo's fun. It is. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it is. I was like, huh, okay, that's cool. I'm probably gonna pick it up later on sale because I know what happened in the game. You know, I I just. They get Same thing, I guess. Are. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, that's, that's my biggest issue. It's just it, it's just that section, but they stretched it out to forty hours. And I which, hate the Midgar section. Well, see, no, well, I ironi- the- ironically, I actually really like the Midgar section in Final Fantasy. So. <laughs> oh my god! Um, it, well, no, so it's interesting because it seem it seems like that they've. Which I don't. I guess you could say remixed how the story's told a little bit because one of the things that I that I heard in one of the reviews is that. If you've played Final Fantasy VII, the way that things are presented, especially like at the end of the game, um, are are a little convoluted. If you're familiar with the game, and if you're not familiar with Final Fantasy VII, it you're doesn't not make have any fucking any sense. fucking clue what's going on. So it seems like that they might have tweaked how the story gets told to, I guess, maybe tell more of the Sephiroth story before we get to the end of this game, because obviously that they're they're table setting for. The future iterations, which will probably take five more years to come out for uh, for oh, yeah. remake part two, one hundred percent. But um, but yeah, so that's that's interesting to me that it's being received with this level of praise. Yeah. I mean, is it though? A little bit. Didn't Resident Evil Two get the same level? Not, of praise? not. It's people. Uh, no one said like Resident Evil Two is one of the best games of the generation when it came out last year. They didn't. Not, not sure? again. People are people are holding this up next to fucking breath of the wild which i know you didn't play breath of the wild terrence but breath of the wild mm. was quite a game um and i've heard worthy I've, of the haven't praise. heard anything yeah. bad about breath of the wild right <laughs> so that that that's praise that i that's a level of praise that i wasn't quite yeah expecting for this look i'm talking all this nonsense it's sitting on my console right like right you're gonna now. play it you're gonna play it starting <laughs> like, as soon as you get you're not even gonna wait to get off work friday you're gonna probably gonna play it during downtime on friday yeah yeah and i will let you know look we we get a lot of uh i won't say hate i don't know what the word is flack um, but we get a lot of flack we get a lot of flack um because we don't suck at the teat of final fantasy 7 yeah because 6 and 4 are both better i mean they are like there's nothing wrong with be with a bronze medal right like there's nothing <laughs> wrong with a bronze medal i wouldn't say i mean that. yes there is <laughs> <laughs> you're the second worst person to fit. you're you're the second loser like yeah. you're the second best at losing right? i don't even think final fantasy 7 is bronze i think 9 is probably bronze <laughs> So there's nothing wrong with that, right? And Final Fantasy VII, no one is is discounting its uh, influence. Uh, it it is the it is the greatest bait and switch that has ever <laughs> come <laughs> in the history of this medium. I don't think and, I don't I don't know if that's true. I think I think Metal Gear Solid Two arguably a greater bait and switch than Final Fantasy VII. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> No, whatever you're about to say, Micah, no, he's right. <laughs> Solid 2 came out and this nigga doing so, cartwheels in his drawers. <laughs> Not even in his drawers. Butt ass well, naked. You're he's like, got his whole ass out. So once again, Final Fantasy 7 can't even 
get that high of an accolade. <laughs> it's the second best at baiting and switching. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? But at, at the but no one's saying this game is bad. It's a it's a it's a great game. But and I'm looking forward to playing it before before uh next week when we come over here and eat crow and be like, <laughs> Yeah, this game's really good. Like, look, just let's just put a moratorium on that right now. We will I be almost honest wanna, like, opinions on this game. I almost want to go back into like our archives and dig up like the first episodes after they announced that the remake was actually happening. Oh, this is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and compare that to like what our We're, response wait, to wait, the game did, actually were, was, is. Did Dense Pixels even exist when they first announced that Final Fantasy VII was getting remade? Because that was. You know, they, like five this, years ago. this show's only been around for seven years. It is square. Yeah, but this, it was about. it was announced <laughs> in it was announced in 2015. So we mm, I remember yeah. I remember doing episodes after after that came out. So well, and an, I, an intrepid listener for, will have to go find our, our initial <laughs> thoughts on the Final Fantasy VII remake. I look forward to playing the John Cena of Final Fantasy games, and as we found out this past yeah, weekend. You know, it it's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, that's what's new. That's what's new. You know what else is new? Uh, our clothing. Every time we are on recording this show, you know how you would know that? You would go to YouTube.com slash DenPixels. I was wondering where that segue was going. <laughs> <laughs> you could see all of our new outfits. Uh, this isn't new, but it's a it's a guile shirt. See, it's a guile shirt. Oh, that's prescient. I was just working on arranging guile's theme for my orchestra. There you go, and uh, so you can go to youtubecom slash There you go. We got all kinds of video game uh, yeah. uh, clothing on. Terrence I actually is, changed my shirt for the first time in like two days. Terrence is, is Terrence is dressed as a uh, creator character because black people don't star in video games for some reason, and Brad <laughs> is dressed as the default white man because that's <laughs> in all video games. Uh, but yes, go to youtubecom slash pixels to come see our uh, beautiful faces. Uh, subscribe to the TMP Studios podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. Um, these are these include the Nerd Apocalypse, Black on Black Cinema, Coming Distractions, and the weekly preview episode of Look Forward. Now, if you enjoy that preview episode of Look Forward, why don't you go to densepixels.com slash premium? And it's, a, it's a real good week for it this week, by the way. Ah, uh, ooh, oh, all right. I need to download that then. Uh, and for five dollars a month or fifty dollars a year, you can get access to the premium slate of podcasts, including the airing of grievances. Uh, I think there's another one in the can. The soup Nazi, I think is, is the next one to be aired. Uh, no time to bleed. Uh, we did a no time to bleed JP. I don't think he listens to the show, but you, know, <laughs> you, yo, like we got, we got shit to do. And we, and one of the, one of the things that we did was a no time to bleed. Um, the men with the golden tongues, uh, the next episode, uh, we have yet to record, but it will be on Mission Impossible Fallout. And you get the full episode of Look Forward. Uh, the preview episode is about an hour. It's a hell of a preview. It's way more of a preview than I would give. 
Uh, and the full episode is twice that. It's about two hours. Uh, two hours of uh, political talk goodness. Um, and not to, be out, uh, not to be outdone or undone. What is it? Outdone or undone? Outdone. Not to be yeah. outdone. <laughs> upstage conversation. Now look. Uh, there's a new upstage conversation uh, coming down the pike, and it is starring Carrie, mm-hmm. and it is uh, uh, featuring myself. And we finally get to talk about one of my favorite movies of all time, Little Shop of Horrors. Yes, um, so bizarre to me. I love that. Little movie. Shop's great. Like, no, absolutely, no, I like that movie. I'm, I'm just surprised it's your, one of your favorite movies of it's all time. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. I listen to the soundtrack just on random days. Uh, I, I would say it's equally surprising as The Sandlot being one of Terrence's favorite movies of all time. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Look, I love that movie. It's a great movie. You don't even like baseball. I don't. I don't. But, like, come on. James L. Jones plays a blind old man in it. Who used to be? Who used to play with Babe Ruth? Yeah, gave him a murderer's row baseball. Do you, uh, do you even know to, what murderer's row me, is? From the movie, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who they are. A bunch of a bunch of old white. It was the, the, the night. It was the nineteen twenty-seven I mean, Yankees. Yeah, yeah. They were old and white, and they hit they hit a lot of baseballs. They did, and they signed one, and they gave it to the kid. He gave it to the kid, and then like Hercules took it. And you know, whatever. <laughs> thank you that was for, the dog. Thank you uh, for the plot uh, synopsis of Marcus <laughs> <laughs> Hercules. Kevin Sorbo's in that movie. Yep. <laughs> um, but yes, that. So, so but real quick. Um, so as you're listening to this, the new episode "Look Forward" is up for you to listen to Thursday this week. Episode one of GameStop Beyond the Register. Oh, yeah, on the buddy. premium channel as well. So again, densepixels.com slash premium, five dollars a month, fifty dollars for the entire year. If you were a Dense Pixels fan and have never subscribed to premium, this is a great month to try it out so that you can listen to GameStop Beyond the Register, episode one. Uh episode one of several that we plan on doing uh, for that yep. series as well. I gotta I gotta plan the next episode of, of Upstage Conversation. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna have to watch Rent. <laughs> and I am not. <laughs> Did you just say you? Yeah, I, rent is fucking awful. But Andy's making me watch rent. So if you want that that good, Carrie hates this content. Then keep keep your subscription to TNP Premium because that's on the way. So pretty soon. On in the news. Um. Now I know. That there are many of us, there, there, there's a question that has plagued us since approximately 2013. And that question is, what would the DualShock 4 controller look like if it had futuristic body armor attached to it? <laughs> well, that question has been answered because Sony has released the controller for the PlayStation 5, which is called a DualSense controller. Because it's going to bring the sense of touch to PlayStation Five gameplay. Now let's 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 get the. What let's, does that mean? I, well, I'll, I'll I'll tell you in a second. But we I, I feel like we'd be remiss if we didn't allow the the visceral reaction to the controller. To, <laughs> I just now to, looked at to, it. To, Yo, it's to, fucking to, ugly. Lead, to lead to lead the story here. 
Um, again, I think my description is pretty apt. It does. It looks like it has body armor. Um, um, I like. It the looks like something shape. out of. I feel like what it's going to be more comfortable for my hands than the PS4 controller is. Um, I don't love the shape of the PS4 controller. I also I don't like having both my thumbsticks like right together. I like the I like having one of them offset. Uh, but yeah, I don't like white <laughs> controllers. Um, I love it. So the first thing I thought of was. Um, the uh the the Joel Kinnaman Robocop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like 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 fu- again, futuristic body armor. Yeah, like 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 this isn't the like yeah, and I don't want to think about Joel Kinnaman's Robocop <laughs> or Joel Kinnaman when I'm when I'm looking at my PlayStation controller. Uh you know, it it's it it looks I wish it wasn't white. Like I I, I don't like I, I know. I, I, we we yeah. we have we have we have talked on this show ad nauseum about our intense dislike of white hardware, and just make it like houses. just make it a solid color. If it's going to be white, make the whole thing white. Like, yeah, that's that's my other thing with color. it. It's well, like the, yeah. the two the two tone design was on purpose, Micah. They they consciously decided uh, to what's go with the, a tool uh, color. What's the chick's name in um, Mass Effect with the black and white armor? Oh, Miranda. It looks like her armor. It looks like her suit. Well, now it's more appealing now that you've now that you've mentioned <laughs> I'm, <that>. um, <laughs> I'm just I just need I just need that gratuitous ass shot. Of it's it's got it's got like, I don't, it's got to have the hex like pattern this. all over it though. If you're if you're gonna go if you're gonna go that route, that's what you got. Like I'm sure they're gonna be in different colors. And if it's if it was like a different color, like if if it was, like it was red and black. Uh, the bottom part being red and the top yeah. part being like more more black or all black and the buttons whatever, that'd be fine. Keep you could keep the buttons white. I don't know, but I don't I don't like this. Is this going to be the default? Yeah. Mm. What the what color is the system? We don't know. We'll get we'll get to that. And well, I I yo, you they, know we'll, yo, we'll play PS five better not be, be default white. Some someone asked in in the post don't office if if they if we think they're going to make a white console. God, I hope not. Don't do that. God, I hope. Here's not. the thing. I think they will. They probably will because the controller the Xbox I think it is. was white and it got dirty and it looked filthy. Look. Like things that are white, they just end up being dirty. Yeah, because people are filthy <laughs> fucking animals and they don't know how to keep shit clean. Like I could well. keep a white system clean, but the general populace <laughs> is full of trash goblins. Fucking gross, man. I uh, like, yeah, this is. In, in all my years like working at GameStop, around. right, like, God, <clears throat> in all my years working at GameStop, like, 360s, original white 360s were yeah. consistently the most disgusting consoles. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> yeah. So what does this thing, what does this thing do? Like, they said they're going to bring in touch, but the PlayStation yeah. 4 has a touchpad. Yeah, I was going to say, like, there, it's already got a touchpad well, on it. It's well, a, you'll note, you'll note that this touchpad is bigger. So that, that oh. that's that's one of the that's one of the things that they called out. Um, they, I don't they are, like that at all. I don't like the touchpad on the PS4 <laughs> controller. To be honest with you, I hate that the buttons are so fucking small on either side of them. They announced and are, um, are recessed. They had announced that um, the PlayStation Five is going to have adaptive triggers, which is something that Microsoft did this current generation. So yeah, I mean it's cool that they're getting that, but that's not necessarily new, um, a new thing. 
Um, they apparently lightened the controller somehow. Whatever, that's fine. Um, uh, I don't like it? that either, yo. Yeah. Like that is, it, I mean, it's, it's going it's, to be it's not, it's not PS3. Be, it's not going right. to be six axis light. It's going to be somewhere in between probably, you know, nah, regular DualShock. What is, why do they want a lighter controller? I want to feel, whatever. And then uh, the share the share button has gone away, but in its place is the create button, which sounds a lot like the share button. So they just called it something else. Essentially, is it the is it the PlayStation button in the middle or the one right underneath it? No, no. Where where the share is button it? is located on the current PS4 controller is now the create button, which seems to have a lot of the functionality of the share button. It's the same fucking. It's the same right. fucking. Thing. It's the same thing. Um, I do like the PlayStation button on this controller. Instead of a round button with a PlayStation logo, it's actually a place like a PlayStation cutout yeah, PlayStation. button, um, which is pretty dope. I still wish they'd go with the fucking old school rainbow color scheme, but that's just me. Um, and then the light bar, instead of being along the top of the controller, uh, is now on either side of the touchpad. Um, again, nobody looks down at their controller when they're playing, so this doesn't fucking matter either. Um, at the end of the day, unless you're playing in a dark room. So. Well, it helps me because on the off, uh, on the very rare occasion that I am able to play a video game with my child in the room, mm-hmm. he won't grab it because he's transfixed by the light <laughs> emanating from the controller. So I don't mind that. And they uh, they also have a microphone built into the controller. And I will tell everyone now, if you're going to play with me online and you're going to use the built-in microphone on <laughs> DualSense controller, uh, oh, don't mute you. Mute you. <laughs> <laughs> you're getting you're muted. Gonna... Please don't. Uh, go yeah, buy would... a $30 headset, please. And uh, That's weird. Why would you? <laughs> so, so just so that people can do online chat without feeling like they need to buy a headset. That's the only reason they did it. So... I don't like the sound. I don't like people's voices coming through my fucking speakers on my on my uh, system. Don't like it. Nope. It creeps me out. Also, mm-hmm. just put I don't a, like put a feeling headset. like I'm in someone else's. <laughs> put a headset in the box. Right. You did it on PS4. That earbud can't cost more than like fifty cents to manufacture. Just put one of those in there. So, um, yeah, my 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 gut reaction to this controller was was not a positive one, but that's also because we all hate change. Um, yeah. where it's got a built that's naturally built in. I'm sure. I just don't like the color. I, I agree it. with you wholeheartedly on that. The, yeah, not, nothing. Wonderful. Like the controller looks fine. Looks a little weird. It looks a little very rounded. Weird. It is very. It's 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 somewhere in between the regular DualShock and and it's starting to creep into like boomerang territory. But yeah, not I was going to say like the, the, the overall Xbox shape controller. reminds me <laughs> that's of what it looks like. the boomerang. Yeah. yeah. All they got to do is switch those sticks in that fucking D pad. That's a that's a that's a 360 controller. That's so, an Xbox controller. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it kind of is the superior controller. So it, yeah, it is. This is the best fucking controller they've ever made. Yeah, this is it. So the uh, some bad news for Sony. Um, thanks to the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, Iron Man VR and some other lesser-known indie game, uh, The Last of Us <laughs> Two, have been postponed indefinitely um, because they can't get the game finished while people are working from home. I guess. Yeah, because uh, God forbid, people who work in game development aren't in the office crunching to to get the game <laughs> done. Um, that's the worst thing about the fucking 
shit that, that that like we know about Naughty Dog is like they put their dev teams through really hard periods of crunch in order to get shit done. And that sucks. So, you know, good. Good that this game is delayed so that they aren't being forced to, to do that. That they can, you know, work work on the game at a slower pace from home, but don't have to spend the next five weeks crunching as hard as possible to get the game done. Don't be shocked when uh, this happens to Ghost of Tsushima as well, because if this continues on, I can't imagine that they're going to be yeah. able to make that up. All right, I forgot all about that. Yeah, that's that supposed to be coming thing. out in like two months, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, June. Yeah. So we'll see about that. Um, Carrie, you'll have to take this next story. My wife has been complaining about fishing eggs yep. out of the sea in Animal Crossing. Yeah, so in Animal Crossing, they have seasonal events. So rather than Easter proper, they take all of the non-denominational fun stuff as opposed to the whole, like, Jesus dying and coming back, and they turn it into Bunny Day. And Bunny Day is when a fun little lad called Zipper the Bunny comes and he hides eggs all around your town and get down, Ganon. Sorry, my cat. Um, and instead of, like, the problem with this is that instead of, like, fishing fish out of the water and hitting trees and getting, like, wood and materials and hitting rocks and getting iron ore and whatnot, everything has been turned into eggs. Everything has been eggs. <laughs> the rate at which eggs drop is absurd in the game and it was it was to the point where it was like i just i didn't even want to bother fishing because i knew i was just going to end up with eggs i didn't want to chop down trees because i knew it was just going to be eggs i wasn't going to get any wood like why why bother so they've fortunately gone back and heard the player complaints about there just being like too many fucking eggs um so they've they've nerfed the rate at which eggs occur so and you can't make anything with the eggs like you no you can like, you get like special bunny day um like recipes and whatnot for for your diy bench so you can make like a bunny day table that looks like an easter egg and a bunny day bed that looks like an easter egg and a bunny day chair that looks like an easter egg like everything looks like easter eggs um I mean, some of the stuff is cute, but on on the whole, it's just like it's just a seasonal event. It's just something that happens once a year in the game. Um, but I'm gonna need them to drop something a little more related to the actual resurrection day. Like drop a <laughs> bunch of drop a bunch of crowns of thorns. And, you know. Uh, a, a bunch of boulders that you got to move out of the way every three days. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, no, that's Don't not half ass. Don't but, have. <laughs> uh, yeah. Basically, um, the thing that's like annoying a lot of people about it is that the bunny day stuff is overlapping with the cherry blossom seasonal stuff, which takes place also throughout April. So people have been trying to get recipes for the cute cherry blossom stuff and have only been getting bunny day and like egg stuff. So it's just been, it's been a lot. There's been an aggressive amount of eggs. So thankfully Nintendo like nerfed those appearance rates a little bit. So, so uh, in streaming news, um, mixer 
who is owned by Microsoft, a small company you may have heard of, um, has given all of their partner streamers. So these are streamers that are actually like partners that have like, you know, wide subscription bases and uh, they get some extra perks and benefits and can monetize their streams and whatnot. Uh, they've given all their partners $100 to help make ends meet uh, during these tough times <laughs> uh, during coronavirus. Now, that's a grocery was- store run, Micah. That's like the face you <laughs> I just, uh, I mean, <laughs> first of all, $100. Second of all, partners, like people like Ninja. Yeah, that nigga's a millionaire. I don't know what the threshold is for um, partner on Mixer, but I assume it's similar to Twitch, where I think, you know, on Twitch, you need like an average of 75 people per stream and, um, you know, X amount of subscribers or something like that. And you have to stream on a consistent enough basis. So um, at least... You know, if I feel like, you know, a hundred dollars is going to mean a lot more people who are just basically like just just over that threshold and, you know, probably aren't making more than, you know, a couple hundred bucks off of their streams anyways, um, than it is to a, a dude like Ninja, who's a fucking millionaire douchebag. Um, he, he makes 15 million dollars. He's worth 15 million dollars. <laughs> Insane. Uh, correction, Micah, $15 million and $100. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Microsoft. I mean, um, I get it. I get it. Uh, you know, that's yeah. I mean, the other thing is, um, and the article points out, um, streamers make a big chunk of their money off of subscriptions and from donations from fans. So as yeah, times are getting tougher, <laughs> yeah, and as less people are donating and, and re-upping on their subscription, then they're going to lose out on on that potential revenue as well. So, yeah. I mean, it's obviously it's, it's a hundred bucks, but for some people, a hundred bucks hey. could mean, you know, affording their groceries for the week or not. So hey, I'm not, I'm not mad at it. Uh, it's a hundred dollars. I'll take a hundred dollars. I'm just, yeah. you know, the way it's at, like, I don't know what it means to be a mixer partner. And like the only people that I know who are mixer partners are like, super famous internet celebrities you know what i mean i yeah. i have to, i have to imagine that microsoft brought this to like their streamers in the same way uh that roger myers jr presented the simpsons family with itchy and scratchy land tickets after surviving a near massacre at the theme park <laughs> it's like here are two free tickets to itchy and scratchy land but there are four of us here are two free tickets that's the- <laughs> That's about the only way that I think that that would work. Uh, good on Microsoft, I guess. And, yeah, and look, if you need that money, that's great. Um, maybe don't give the money to the people that you gave millions of dollars of contracts to, and give it give yeah, more to like, the other streamers. Even if I was, if I was ninja, like here's an extra hundred. Like, what am I do with this? Yeah. What, what am I going to do? Give mine to somebody else. Yeah, like, give it away. Pay it forward. Ninja probably kept that shit too. Watch it. Watch. <laughs> I'm keeping my hundred dollars. So, uh, e- the ESA have uh, has set the new dates for uh, E3 2021. The reimagined E3 2021 reimagined because none of their big three uh, partners are going to be there doing presentations. Microsoft announced they're doing all of their stuff digitally from now on. So, 
sign our E3. Uh, but allegedly, E3 2021 will be taking place from June 15th to 17th uh, in Los Angeles, as it usually is. Um, so is this like E3 officially turning into video game Comic-Con? Is it? Because at least Comic-Con actually has like Marvel and DC and shit like that show up. Uh, sometimes, yeah, sometimes, yeah. Marvel when, sometimes skips. Yeah, when yeah. when they have something major to present, they usually have a show up. But with with Microsoft now pulling out, and they they haven't you know formally said that we're pulling out of E3, but it, when you say, hey, all of our presentations are going to be digital from now on, you're you're sounding a pretty clear, you know, pretty clear bell at that point. Yeah. So. Um, but cool. We'll see if it happens. I mean, I'm sure it will happen. We'll see what it looks like, uh, when we get there, assuming that we're still allowed to have public gatherings in June of 2021. Um, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, last story, you know, when Jason Schreier's name is attached on an expose, there's uh there's not good news coming behind. So, uh, Gearbox, um, is known apparently around the industry for paying, uh, below industry, standard wages for their mm-hmm. developers. Now, the reason that they do this is because they have a very generous um royalty sharing program that they share with their developers. So, basically the way it works and this is uh, a, apparently much higher than other companies work this. So, royalties from video games for Gearbox are split 60/40. 60% goes back to the company itself. And the owners of the company. And then 40% is distributed to employees uh, in the form of quarterly bonuses. And that doesn't sound like a lot, but for some of these employees, these quarterly bonuses were sometimes tens of thousands or even hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, which is why they were able to get top talent is because despite the fact that their wages are lower, these bonuses are apparently amazing. And they were told that they're going to – you know, Borderlands 3, the most successful game in the franchise thus far – uh, there's going to be big bonuses coming, except not the case, actually. Apparently, the according to uh, Jason Schreier, uh, who reported this, uh, employees of Gearbox will get smaller bonus checks, um, but nowhere close to the tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands that many had been told uh, they were going to get before Borderlands 3 released. Uh, six people from Gearbox spoke uh, on background with this, because, of course, they're not authorized to talk about this. They said it did not, uh, that this has kind of hampered their financial plans because uh, they had counted on this money coming in. By the way, this is not coronavirus related um, in any way, shape, or form. Um, apparently, the reason why this is happening is because the production cost of the game was much higher uh, than the original projection because now, apparently, in order to get royalties from 2K, not only did Borderlands 3 have to recoup the game's production budget, which was around $95 million, they had to recoup the production budget with the DLC added, which brought the total amount up to closer to $140 million, thanks to a new agreement uh, that they signed with 2K games. So despite the fact that this is by far the most successful Borderlands game in the series, uh, it looks like Gearbox employees are getting pinched a little bit. Now, reportedly in a meeting uh, where Randy Pitchford had to break the bad news to people, he said that if they weren't happy with the royalty system, that they were welcome to quit. Yeah, that's uh, not like something his punk ass would (laughs) say. That nigga's a bitch, yeah. He is. I don't like him, yeah. 
Like really, you can quit. Like really, now. Yeah. Fuck you, yeah. I punch yeah. him. In the- <laughs> mm, okay. So yeah. Wow. Another another black eye for uh for Randy Pitchford yo, and yo, Randy Pitchford's a fucking asshole. Yo, he's a he's a prick, yo. He's a prick. He's a teeny tiny little prick. And he and he <laughs> just God damn it. Yo, fuck off, yo. I hate that guy, man. I hate that guy. And not now, and now I hate him not just because he's a magician. And a bad <laughs> magician. And he's uh, he's not right. a good boss. And what a time to have this happening, by the way, too, where even if you wanted to leave, it's not exactly a great climate for going out and finding That's what I'm saying. Like now, you would be right. like, go ahead and quit now. Like, fuck off, dog. You, you know I can't. <laughs> so. You're just uncertain. You fucking, yo. Mm. Gearbox is the red lobster of video game <laughs> companies. And their employees, their developers are servers. Like that's it. They're, they're waiters and waitresses working off of working off of hopes and dreams. Does that make the the games that they put out the Cheddar Bay business? <laughs> well, I mean, it depends on what Border, game it was. Borderlands Three was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, because that. Um, so like Borderlands Three, was, yeah. So I was going to say, so like that? Borderlands Three is the Cheddar Bay biscuit and. And, Colonial and Marines is the rest of the menu. Is everything else. Exactly. <laughs> Colonial Marines is when you get non-seafood from Red Lobster. It's like, I hate seafood. Why don't you get the Red Lobster cheeseburger? All right, cool. <laughs> this tastes like ass. No shit. You went to a seafood restaurant. You got land food, you dumb shit. Um, but yeah, like fucking, I, I'd, be, I'd be fucking furious if I was Gearbox right now. Because I mean, it's not, you know, look at the last two major games that came out before Borderlands 3. From that studio, Colonial Marines and Battleborn, two games that I don't think were bringing in the royalty money uh, to the same right. level that like Borderlands Two was. No. That's so, I mean, I, I I feel like now once you once this you know this COVID situation sorts out, you might see a pretty decent talent exodus um, coming from Gearbox Studios. Don't be shocked if you see a lot of high profile names from that studio uh, seeking. Other opportunities. Oh, there. I hope it happens right after they announce Borderlands Four. <laughs> well, they still got DLC to work out for Borderlands Three, so. Oh, <sighs> but that's 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 fucking shitty. Um, but that is the that is the news this week. Go to www.densepixels.com slash Amazon for all of your Amazon purchases. When you go to www.densepixels.com slash Amazon for all of your Amazon purchases, you uh, will support this show by giving us a bit of a kickback uh, on every every, uh, purchase that you make. Uh, And since we were talking about bad magicians, uh, let's see what is on Amazon uh, <laughs> for magic tricks. Here you go. Um, Master Magic Magic Kit. Easy magic tricks for children or video game developer bosses uh, to learn. Um, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of uh, terrible, terrible um, um, magic kits. Oh, well, you got to get the Chris Angel Ultimate Magic Kit. Black no. Nope. For 58.95 prime delivery. Um 
I don't see any other anything that's anything that's interesting. So yeah, if you wanna if you wanna get your mind freaked, uh, go to www.shutthefuckup.com/slash/amazon <laughs> and get yourself a Chris Angel Ultimate Magic Kit. He spells Angel it. Always reminded me of Todd McFarlane. <laughs> does he have a lisp? Yes, he does. Oh, <laughs> have you never seen Mind Freak? No. What do I look like? <laughs> Come on. Uh, I did not know Chris Angel spells his name C R I S S. But are yep. you? But are you surprised? I am not. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. So uh, our our main story this week, uh, we figured we'd have quite a few questions in the post office because we're not doing a full fledged WrestleMania recap this year. It just didn't feel right with how fucking strange WrestleMania was. Um, but before we get into the questions. Uh, we can chat just a little bit about WrestleMania. Um, it was both strange and not strange simultaneously watching WrestleMania this year. I only watched two matches, so I didn't. Uh, you know what the weird? And I watched the the the, the cinematic matches. <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly, I think this. I think they should have really leaned into that, like yeah. with more of the matches. Um, they had an opportunity to try something very, very different than to just give us standard matches with um, with no crowd. Like they could have, they could have choreographed this like like a like a fight. They could have used different camera angles. And you know what? Put put a fucking soundtrack on the back of it. Like let's fucking like, let's let's make it let's make it like like a movie for some not for every one of them, right? Because that takes a lot of time, but. Um, for a few of for a few more of these, I think they could have pulled off the the cinematic uh aspect of it. I mean, they have a production company for God's sakes. Here's here's what I've That's learned. That's true. Here's what I learned. Um the crowd at a wrestling event might low key be think, be one of the worst things about professional wrestling. Can, <laughs> can, can, can you can you imagine how poorly like the Goldberg Braun Strowman match would have been received. Um, how how poorly Charlotte Flair winning would have gone over in front of the live smart crowd, and how it would have taken away. Not not that Goldberg Braun Strowman was a good match; it wasn't. But can you imagine how much worse it would have been if you had that crowd? And I mean, it wouldn't have happened though. That's that's true. That's well, it would, but you would have had the same reaction from Roman Reigns regardless. Um, yeah, and then. Arguably, Ray Ripley, Charlotte Flair might have been the best actual like match of the weekend. But I, I get the sense that the fans would have been really pissed um, seeing Charlotte Flair go over on Rhea Ripley. And it would have taken away from the experience. So I'm not saying that there shouldn't be crowds for wrestling because that shit is weird not having crowds there. But at the same time... I didn't mind not having crowds for some of the <laughs> matches. Now, it definitely hurt some of the matches. Like, I think the main event would have been way more impactful if yeah. you had people losing their shit when Drew McIntyre, you know, kicks out of an F5 on a one count um, yeah. and stuff like that. But I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it was strange. Um, like I mean, the, I see your point, yeah. but I, f- I feel like I feel like the crowd, 
I feel like that, like I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm just so used to like a cynical, smarky crowd mm-hmm. that I'm, uh, it just felt every match lacked impact. And like the latter match was great. And like you said, the Charlotte and Rhea Ripley match was great. And I, I really liked a few of the matches, but I don't know, man, there was just something. And you know what else was weird? Some of them were playing to the empty crowd. <laughs> like come on man like if you're gonna do all that like i just if you're gonna do all that you might as well just pipe crowd noise into the thing now we'd be remiss because we have we have to get into what was the talk of the weekend um michael asked given how unconventional it was what was the biggest surprise of wrestlemania for you now listen <laughs> they wwe has done like you know, pre-filmed, like off-the-cuff matches before, like 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 the the boneyard match and the uh, the fun the funhouse match are not wholly unique. Um, we all yeah. remember the uh, Hollywood backlot brawl from WrestleMania 12, which was really just an excuse to run OJ Simpson chase footage during a WrestleMania event to make <laughs> it seem like that that shit was happening. Um, we've had like the boiler room brawls that, you know, of, of, of yesteryear with mankind and, you know, things of that nature. Um, but given that they didn't really give us any information about the boneyard match and the funhouse match, no one knew what to expect from those. And here's what we really didn't expect. I don't think we expected them to be like actually good, <laughs> like really good. I, uh, the boneyard match was entertaining um <laughs> did you did, let me, let me I, ask, would, I told you i was like that's the silliest shit i've ever seen yeah but, but like, it, it was super fucking it worked, I know it because worked they, no it worked 100 they took it as like, seriously like, as okay. they needed to they, yeah. they, they 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 gave it the exact because i mean come on like when when the fucking oc comes out and then all of a sudden like the oh, lights in the doing? shed <laughs> light up behind <laughs> them and all these fucking druids come out and and fucking Undertaker's like, all right, let's go, let's go. You gotta go, let's go. And he just starts beating the shit like, uh, out of these clunk okay. dudes. Um, I had no idea how much I miss trash talking Biker Taker. But I mean, it's, not not having him for the past fifteen years. It's it's weird because I don't know if I do like trash talking Biker Taker. I you know it, it's not Undertaker to me, right? Like it's it, the Undertaker has gone through a lot of different iterations of <laughs> himself right and while i don't mind american badass taker you know him going around it, it just felt like two hillbillies fighting <laughs> you know what i mean just, just two drunk hillbillies fighting you know what i mean what from fucking like from where's, where's like north carolina from? and texas <laughs> like, oh, oh you you want some boy huh huh most of them me, boy. And then, like, you know, boy, please. And then he's, and then he, you know, take her, you know, he's got like, I, I watched the little preview thing afterward and he's got this, he's got this black lives, this black, this blue lives matter shirt on. And I'm just like, ah, oh, the mystique is killing it, man. You're killing it. <laughs> You're killing it, man. Like, I just want you to be the fucking undead wizard controlled by an urn held by a fat dude, yo. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't. Mm. But I, but I, you know, I get it. Uh, all right, boy, come here, huh? You want some? I'm an old man, huh, boy, huh? And then fucking 
fucking AJ style. Winding dilly dee, as Jay would say. It's just, it just, <laughs> those two drunk hillbillies fucking bawling in a in their backyard. <laughs> but, but at the same time, I was entertained. Yo, they had yeah, AJ Styles' hand sticking out of that grave like the goddamn shredder <laughs> at the end of that fucking match. <laughs> Come on. It was so fucking foolish. <laughs> I was like, yo, this is really fucking stupid. Yo, like, and, and, and here's the thing, right? Like, like with The Undertaker, right? Like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm badass taker. All right, boy. All right, all right, boy. You want some of this boy? Right? He's in the grave. AJ Styles is in the is in the tractor, and he's about to fucking dump all the, the, the dirt on him. And oh, shit. Fucking hillbilly taker is not hillbilly taker. He's fucking undead taker. He teleported. He got the powers. Because right. wearing a fucking bandana and a, Yo, and that's a the, and leather yeah. jacket. <laughs> that's some scary shit. That's, that's some shit out of black people's nightmares. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. I, I was entertained, though, man. I was entertained. So, so pe- teleporting so, a redneck. Yeah, that'd be pretty, pretty fucking horrifying. <laughs> so so people, people thought that <laughs> it would be difficult to top the boneyard match when it comes to like these pre-production matches, but we still have this firefly funhouse match and boy, howdy is, is the, is the 10,000 degree smart view of John Cena's career. Not one of the most entertaining things yeah, that you man. could have possibly seen. Thank God that John Cena was the subject of this because nobody else could have possibly committed to the level. That's that what John I was about to Cena say. Like did, who, who, what, what, who else would have been able to pull this off? Nobody Cena. Yeah, literally no one. Like every like I don't want to imagine Hogan trying to do some shit like that. He's too he's he's too into himself. Imagine the even Rock re- trying to do something like that. I he, could see he, the Rock maybe doing it. Not anymore. Not Going anymore. From the blue chipper to to really. No, you know I don't saying? think he. I don't think he has. I don't. I don't think he. You don't think he's self-deprecating enough? Not not to <laughs> that degree. That shit was great. <laughs> I mean, good lord, dude! Like, I think he. I think he feels like he's done his time as the, the tooth fairy and all that shit. <laughs> he ain't never going back to that. He ain't never humiliating himself like that. I don't want to hear anybody say anything negative about John Cena ever. Like that dude, he has done some, he, you know, he ha, he has been who he has been, but he is very self-aware and he seems like he's just kind of over it. And this is his like mea culpa for all the shit that, that he's done throughout his career for better or for worse. This was, this was, dare I say it, this shit was genius. Like well, especially, especially how they tied it into the end, where they ran back Cena's promo that he had on SmackDown yeah, about man. ending, you know, ending the most overhyped yeah. superstar in history as he was about to be destroyed by by the theme, basically. I I absolutely loved it. It's one of those things that if you are a wrestling fan and you follow this stuff, and you John Cena specifically and and just all of wwe specifically right because john cena is very much the analog for hulk hogan and the 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 white meat baby face that vince mcmahon gets a hard on for like if you follow wrestling this was this was something that you can just watch over and over again and just pick apart like little little things and i i can't wait to go on youtube and just see 
different like recaps of this and the different things that people pick out and see if I can find anything different or I, I loved it, man. There, there is one other person that doing something like this would work really well with. And I think that he could do it. I just don't know what the, what, what, what the payoff is for it. Cause, because the payoff for this, right. Is eventually John Cena is going to come back and beat the shit out of Ray Wyatt. Right. Like that, like that. I feel like that's going to happen eventually. Hey. Like yeah. a long time from now. It doesn't have to happen like yeah. tomorrow. Um, doing this with Triple H would be incredibly interesting. Yo. I think he would uh, actually be – I think he would be able to pull it off. I think he would be yeah, able to Yeah, he would it do off. it. He would actually do it. <laughs> he would. He would. And I would watch it for one fucking reason. That WrestleMania where he was supposed to fucking lose to Booker T and he oh. didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and he and he and he gave Booker T the pedigree and didn't cover the nigga for like 20 <laughs> seconds. Yo, fuck so you. 27 yo. seconds. Yeah, right. Exa- see? See? It affects something like you that. Too. <laughs> I can't I, something like that. Oh man, I would love to just have that shit thrown back in his face. And yeah, I think he would do it. At this point, yeah, I think he would do it. So let's get to the questions. We're going to be bouncing back and forth between video games and wrestling because they're in no specific order. Um, Terrell asks, why the hell does Amir need a $350 edition of Final Fantasy VII Remake and the $80 edition of the game at the same time? Yeah, I'm going to pull up on Amir one day. Yeah. What are you looking at? <laughs> Amir, Amir, <laughs> Amir is that dude at the end of Queen and Slim that, that turns <laughs> Queen and Slim. <laughs> for for a half a million dollars, cause yeah, yeah, this is this, look. I ain't mad at you. I'm a fool, and I had money at one point, and uh, a fool and his money assumed parted. I get it, but uh, I, wow, there's a three hundred fifty dollar edition. Of course, mm-hmm. it's square. Doesn't of it come with like is. a statue, a cloud on a motorcycle? Oh, or whatever. Yeah, naturally, is naturally. that what it is? Oh, okay. Yeah. What's your problem, Amir? Why do you need that? Why do you have so much disposable income, my nigga? Like, what the fuck do you do? Uh, it's the he's first class edition, is what it's called. <laughs> $329.99. And it comes with the game, uh, a special play art of Cloud and his motorcycle, art book, soundtrack, steel book, and some DLC. Mm-hmm. So, really, what you're paying for is the figure. You know what? Being that it's square, I'm surprised it comes with the game. I would expect them to withhold that in some way, shape, or form, considering that they couldn't even give you the Kingdom Hearts season pass with a $280 edition of that game that came out. Fuck wow. out of here. Uh, E-Man asks, do you think that either Sony or Microsoft will lower the price of either console and sell them at a loss? Uh, Sony's yes. done that before. I don't know how much it's going to cost. That's true. Um, but yeah, like, like Carrie mentioned, Sony's done this before. And if they think that doing so will give them an appreciable advantage in terms of selling moving units. Uh, they'll do it. In a heartbeat, they'll do it because yeah. you'll recoup that money on the back end by selling software. Like that's yeah. th- that, that that's the – and plus – That's that's the big leg up that Sony right. has over Microsoft in this case is that Sony has the exclusive software that will make them the money if they are selling the hardware at a loss where Microsoft fucking doesn't. Now, so. now the advantage that Microsoft has is that they're a company that's worth – several trillion dollars so they can easily <laughs> sell this console at a loss and not even care like you could just yeah. write it off the bottom line because you don't give a shit because it's not it, it's not anything to you um 
Ken says, any chance of you guys watch or are any of you guys watching the NASCAR F1 virtual ra- virtual races? Uh, they actually had a live rage quit. Um, I'm no, not, but I'm going to have to look that back. up. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not watching it, but traffic. so. But apparently, what Fox did, um, they they actually not only like held a might, might have been NBC. I can't remember. They 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 broadcasted a um a NASCAR race using I, I can't remember what it's called. Um, but there's like some super realistic simulator, um, that gamers use both to play and NASCAR drivers use to practice. Um, and they broadcast a match on this and they actually had like their commentary team calling the, the race as if it was actually happening essentially, which is really interesting. Um, apparently like Dale jr was driving in it as well. Normally he's like a pit correspondent for them. Um, but you know, since he doesn't have to worry about getting a concussion in a virtual race car, like he actually uh, drove in the race as well. Um, it's, so did they have like virtual uh, people that do just just do virtual racing and actual races race each other? Yes, yeah, is what is what they okay. do. Um, okay, and and they're not and NASCAR is not the only league that's doing this. By the way, the NHL um, is airing virtual hockey games using NHL. Yeah, so the NBA was doing, doing, that doing same the same shit, thing like, as well. <laughs> um, look, they're making the most of what they can given what's going on right now. So I uh, I, I commend them for doing whatever they can just to keep people entertained and leaning on video games to do it. Because again, they, you, you have these great games. Um, they should have been partnering with the video game companies probably a long time ago, yep. given how intertied they can be. And I think they're, they might see the potential of this now. I'm, I'm glad that the uh, virtual caps have been undefeated. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, Cam says the Boneyard match is officially the greatest Undertaker match of all time. I think that's a little bit of a stretch. Um, what do you guys think about the idea of doing something similar next year, uh, but finally giving us Undertaker versus Sting? I mean, I see what you're saying, but like these dudes ain't getting these, these dudes ain't no spring chickens, man. And um, seeing uh, seeing the Undertaker in a couple of uh, scenes, he even in this highly you know, produced, uh, highly in quote, <laughs> produced uh, boneyard match. He still, he still looked like he was dragging ass a little bit. Like, yeah. Um, he's I, fifty. I, yeah, I don't. Right, right. I don't. I don't. I don't need to see Undertaker versus Sting. Uh, I, I don't. I don't it, need to see it because of Sting. Like, like Sting. <laughs> Sting. Sting's last match was. Five years ago at this point, and Sting didn't look very was good it? then. Oh, yes. Yeah, 2015 Yo, was his, I shit you not. 2015 was, was his last hurrah. So. Against Triple H? No, against Seth Rollins. He wrestled Seth Rollins uh, at that Night was of Champions. five years ago? Yeah. I remember wow. Seth Rollins fucked his neck up by accident, um, <laughs> and that's when he had to, had to step away. Um, and Sting didn't look very good. Yeah, this thing was terrible. <laughs> yeah, so it, 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 but he it, hadn't wrestled in so in a long time. Right? Uh, uh, yeah, at that point he hadn't wrestled in in a, in a pretty long time either. Um, again, if you want to see what two old guys who who have no business being in the ring at this point, uh, go back and watch the Undertaker Goldberg match from Crown Jewel from last year. Undertaker is fine still wrestling, but he needs someone like an AJ Styles that can carry his ass yeah. <laughs> to a to a halfway yeah. decent match. So. Yeah. And he needs teleportation <laughs> and, and and pyrokinesis apparently. <laughs> so Malcolm, uh, watch me light this cross, boy! Bam. 
Malcolm is upset. Um, it was not a great weekend, WrestleMania weekend for black athletes. Um, only the Street Profits uh, did well. Yeah. Uh, of, well, of, it will never be a great weekend for, for Malcolm. <laughs> well, so it don't even matter. That, that's true. That's true. <laughs> like but, every but look, black it, fucking person on the roster could win, and he would still find something to bitch about. <laughs> he uh, he, he's especially mad at Charlotte Flair getting all these opportunities. I, I, I don't understand why anyone is upset at, at Charlotte Flair being like the greatest women's wrestler. That yeah, it's, here's, here's the thing. Right I don't he's really good. watch a lot like, of wrestling. I don't but even she's really the all around best there. I, I don't watch wrestling like that. And I know that Charlotte Flair is just that good. Like, in terms of like, like you said, Terrence, in terms of all around professional wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. She could talk. She can move. She's athletic. She's big. Like, that helps. And and, she, and she's and she, not even that big. <laughs> it's like she's just taller than the rest. Right, she's the rest of the women. Yeah, she's five ten. Like yeah, that's tall for a woman. And yeah. and she and you know I hate to belittle it. She's not gross looking, right? Like she's not she's not ugly. So it, it, I'm people think it's just the name. Nah, yo, she. I think she's proven time and again that she, you know. She can. The only thing that she can't do is be a face. That's it. <laughs> she's a she's a shitty face. She's a very te- she's a terrible good guy. She's a person that you love to just root against. But by the same token, like I feel like that anyone that shits on her, like if they were watching back in the 1980s, would be bitching like, "Why does Ric Flair always get to be the world champion all the time?" <laughs> because because he's the best, and you need good villains so that the good guys have something to chase after. Yeah, that's man. kind of the whole. That's kind of how all of the professional wrestling works. Look, that's how, that's how hero ship works, right? Like Superman don't look good beating up, you know, a, a high school bully. That ain't tough. You know what I mean? Like you need you need proper heels, man. And she's one of the best, man. I love her fucking outfits too. Like, not gonna lie, the fucking feathers around her hair. Yeah, I'm, she's I'm into a, it. Yeah, I'm going to say something that makes you mad, Malcolm. And I don't want to make you mad, but I'm going to say something that makes you mad. Mm -hmm. Because I like Malcolm. I like like (laughs) the fact that Malcolm has uh, this counterculture point of view. Um, uh, Charlotte Flair is the Beyonce of wrestling. She is. Yeah. Well, this leads... I don't like Beyonce. This leads nicely into Trey's question. Um... Trey asks, uh, so what are your thoughts on Becky getting a pass on holding the Raw women's title for a year, yet people get upset when Charlotte wins, you know, the NXT women's title? It's, 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 it is the same thing that – the same reason that people hate Roman Reigns. It's the same reason that people hate John Cena. When you're, when you're perceived as having it handed to you, people are always going to react to you negatively, whereas Becky Lynch is perceived as having, quote, earned it so she won't ever get the scrutiny that someone like a Charlotte Flair will. And that's what it boils down to at the end of the day. I'm over it. I'm over Becky Lynch. I'm over it. I've been over it for, for a while. Um, and again, and, and by the way, case in point, if you want to see why Charlotte Flair gets all the opportunities and you want to see why, you know, why Becky Lynch had to earn her way up the card. Take a look at Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley as far as the quality of the match. And then take a look at Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler. 
Not to say that <laughs> Becky Lynch or Shayna Baszler is, is are not good wrestlers because they are, but Shayna Baszler still is somewhat raw to some extent and still benefits from having an experienced opponent. All of Shayna Baszler's best matches are against much more experienced opponents. Charlotte Flair can get a great match out of fucking anybody. And again, Ray Ripley is talented. Ray Ripley is also 24 and relatively inexperienced. The reason why that match was as good as it was ain't because of Ray Ripley. I hate to break it to you. Right. And that's what, and and again, you want to know why Charlotte's the champ? That's why Charlotte's the champ, because every match that she has where she defends that NXT title is probably going to be at least a three-star match, if not better, because she's going to get those opponents. And Becky Lynch, Becky Lynch is cool. She doesn't have that same ability to pull great matches out of anybody. And if you need evidence of that, go check out that Lacey Evans feud from last year. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Because I'll tell you this, Charlotte Flair probably would have gotten a decent match out of Lacey Evans. Yeah, but then it would have been the Spider-Man meme, just two blondes, <laughs> two tall blondes right. looking at each other like, I look like you. I look like you. Right. Like, li- like Liv Morgan looked pretty good against Asuka last night because Asuka got a great match out of Liv Morgan. Natalia got a decent match out of Liv Morgan because they're very good wrestlers. Becky Lynch is very good at making Becky Lynch look good. Yeah. So, and that's what that boils down to. Uh, Stewart says, finally played and completed Control and love the Ashtray Maze section of the game. What is your favorite instance of gameplay and music combining into something special in a game and not necessarily soundtrack during a cutscene? I don't know if this counts, but the only thing that, um, yeah, I don't know if this counts, but I'll say it anyway. The, the only time that I was playing a game and then a music, music, Q kind of kicked in was um, the first Red Dead Redemption. Uh, after all the events of the first act, you have to go and you have to travel to Mexico, and it was a, like a somber time. And and as you are galloping into Mexico, it's it's you know dusk and the sun is going down, and then this music starts playing and starts swelling up. And I don't know, I was just into that moment right then and there, especially because I'm not like a huge western guy mm-hmm. and um yeah I, I i felt it but uh but i I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily what he's talking about i think for me um like the entire breath of the wild music experiences is really interesting because it's it's really low key most of the time which makes the music that much more impactful when it is sort of bigger um so yeah, it's just like, man, just like coming up on the hill when you first get out of the cave and the music swells in that game. That's really cool. Um, more recently, though, um, one of my favorite instances is um, the gym leader music in uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield. Because when the gym leader gets their like team down to their last Pokemon, the music like sort of kicks up a notch and you hear like the, the crowd come in and start chanting for them and whatnot. And I'm just like, God, it's just, it's so fucking cool. Like it makes it sound like you're in this like, you know, high energy arena atmosphere. Um, yeah. That, that shit gets me real pumped. Uh, I don't know if I have one. So for me, like the, the most grandiose thing, um, that I can think of is 
the final boss fight in Final Fantasy VI. We were just talking about Dancing Mad before we um. Dancing before, Mad before is one hell of a piece. It well, and, and especially because you're like you're literally scaling like a god tower, basically, and mm-hmm. and the movements start swelling and 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 the end becomes a little bit more high tempo. And then like when you get to Kefka, like it's like the hymnal like you know course opens up. And and it's like the fucking skies are opening and you're going to fight God basically because you are like that's yeah. exactly what's happening in that game, um and that's pretty cool. Even small stuff though, like like the first time in Metal Gear Solid when you got spotted by somebody and and you had the exclamation point like like the sound cue and then the like 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 the the fucking like creeping music music yeah like like when you when you're trying to hide and and get away from that shit like that that is a that is the very perfect soundtrack to use for that specific instance. Um, and so small stuff like that. Like I like when games take a, a cool musical cue and and use it to immerse you. Um, I mean, that's the, the thing about a lot of game music is that, you know, it's, it's written to create a certain feeling. So, uh, you know, looking at Dancing Mad, like as we were talking about offline before we started recording, like Dancing Mad is like an 18 minute long piece and like there isn't really anything that repeats. There's a lot of weird time signatures. There's key signature changes. It's very much all over the place. Um, but like it's perfect for the situation, which is like it's a piece meant to sort of make you feel uneasy and make you feel as though you're doing something grandiose and very difficult. Because um, it by not maintaining sort of anything for any extended period of time it's it's constantly sort of like throwing your brain off a little bit as you're trying to finish this long boss fight. Um, yeah, video game music is super cool. If anyone ever wants to talk to me about, about video game music, <laughs> please let me know. I'm happy to do it. I'm literally in the midst of arranging half of a show for my orchestra for the fall right now. So and see, this uh, is why we're doing seven, a lot of cool stuff. This is why Seven is overrated. It. Like One Wing Angel is, is a very cookie cutter song for that moment in the game. Uh, One Wing Angel, I, I have more... More appreciation for One Wing Angel now after having learned the song and played it um, than I think I did before. So, uh, Trails but asks, I also don't think it's No More's best work. <laughs> <laughs> Trails asks, uh, will Nintendo update the NES and SNES online now due to the pandemic, or just hope we all ignore it still for Animal Crossing? <laughs> Hilarious. As soon as they backed off of the once a month thing, you, you should have known that that was going to be a barren yeah. wasteland of updates um, for that <laughs> for that service. Um, John says, WWE frequently has an issue with making fans feel rewarded for keeping up long term with their programming. Often events happen and are just forgotten about. That's not a WWE exclusive problem, by the way. Uh, with the Firefly Funhouse match, I actually felt like I didn't waste my time keeping up with this shit over the years. Uh, there were so many little little nuggets in there. I really appreciate it. It doesn't happen often. I hope to see more of that. Uh, Micah, that's very much to what l- you alluded to. Now, here's the problem with uh, the success of the Funhouse match and the Boneyard match. WWE has never mind. found a successful idea that they couldn't run into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yep. If you don't Especially think, now, boy. Right. If you don't think we're going to see more of that in the future... Uh, you obviously have not been paying attention to WWE programming for the last 30 years, and not all of it's going to be as well done as the other two were during WrestleMania. So I want to know whose idea the Firefly Funhouse match uh, Probably Bray Wyatt's. Probably, probably Bray Wyatt's. And then, um, I mean, look, credit to WWE for actually airing it. Yeah. But, um, 
it, I, I would attribute that to him. Like the, the whole concept of the fiend and all that, like that was his, that was his idea. Right. And to your point, Brad, think about the, think about there were eight Firefly Funhouse episodes before the fiend made his in-ring debut. Mm -hmm. Think about the commentary around that stuff from the first one to the eighth one, right? Like the first one, nobody knew what the hell was talking about. It was like this rogue, you know, pirate TV, right? Just kind of came in, right? And by the eighth one, Michael Cole is saying, hey, everybody, another wacky episode of the Firefly <laughs> Funhouse is coming up next. Like, you're supposed to be a, just supposed to be afraid of this thing, man. Like, this is supposed <laughs> to scare you, dude. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? But they knew they had a hit. So they were like, oh, well, go, go, go tell them, tell them to come in, tell them to sit through these commercials and then it'll be right back because money, such good shit. <laughs> I can't believe they got that. I, I was like, what? <laughs> I, but we'll see. But that that's the that's the benefit of success. Like Bray Wyatt has been so successful with his character that now he's probably being given a ton of leeway. Yeah. And and Vince McMahon like might not understand why this is entertaining, but he now trusts like, Bray Wyatt right, enough to to, <laughs> right. to let him run with it. Um, and like it's a, it's a he's, credit he's to a him. talented fucking dude. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, that's man. some wild shit. Uh, we will end it with Johnny, who asks a question for Carrie. Uh, favorite confidant in Persona Five? Easy, Kawakami. That's my wife. She's the teacher. <laughs> She's your homeroom teacher, and oh, you can romance her. Yeah, <laughs> and Wait, she's what? yeah. Mm -hmm. She's you your teacher. You can romance your teacher. It's mm -hmm. It's it's yeah. Japan mm -hmm. standards mm -hmm. are different. It's you know. Yeah, she's the best. Um, that's who. Yep, that's who I'm. She she moonlights <laughs> as as a as a housemaid, and yeah, uh, yeah it's great. Kawakami's your the house. best. Easy. She comes yeah. into your. She room. comes into your room. Rest as a maid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So wait, is this like a Seinfeld situation where like what it's fuck? not it's not clear if you have to pay <laughs> her graduate or not? nigga like or what, or what, or what you're paying for? Okay, that's odd. Does, does oh, she man. does she actually do any cleaning when she comes over? Is she just... does. Yeah, you can actually once you get her rank high enough, you can be like, "Yo, do my laundry," and she'll like do your laundry for and you. And you can just sit there and watch it like some like some fucking uh, uh, Latino maid porn. You can sit there and watch her clean, and then romance her mm -hmm. because that's a thing. Yep. That's what I did in both of my playthroughs of Vanilla Persona 5, and that is what I will be doing in Persona 5 The Royal. Look, full disclosure, I have a body pillow cover of Kawakami in my house. Good night, everybody. Good night. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a bridge too far, even for me. It's got, it's got her and her, like teacher outfit on one side and her and her maid uniform on the other oh, side. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I got nothing <laughs> so join our fan group at densepixels.com slash fans where you too can uh, can post in the Dense Pixel post office and ask us questions that we answer on episodes of the show uh, don't forget to subscribe to Dense Pixels and all of the TNP shows on the podcatcher of your choosing 
Go to densepixels.com slash premium. Sign up for $5 a month or $50 a year and check out the first episode of GameStop Beyond the Register releasing this Thursday morning. Subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash densepixels. Uh, Carrie is on Twitch. Uh, she is sup, it's Carrie. Uh, Terrence is on Twitch. He is Apparition410. And uh, that's it. So thank you guys very much for listening and watching. And we will see you all the next time. Thanks. See ya. Take it easy.